0: All right, everybody, what's up? We're back. This is, I think it's episode nine, so time's flying already. But this is going to be a fun one. We've got two uh, of, I think, all of our collective kind of friends on. Uh, This is, we've got Wyatt, Wyatt Kyle, and Parker Gibbons on today. Uh, We were actually all, well, at least me, Jack, Wyatt, and Parker were all together like three days ago over the weekend. Uh, So we're going to talk a little bit about that kind of adventure we were out on um but it's just going to be kind of a a casual conversation today just about all the stuff we've been up to um and yeah a lot of adventure stuff and and hearing from all of us so i guess we can just go let's go to the the new guys just to give a little intro and and talk about themselves a little uh i guess we can start whoever wants to go yeah i'll go um
1: my name is Wyatt kyle i'm an aspiring herpetologist from delaware i'm 19 years old um, I'm a really big turtle person. I like, uh, I really like turtles. And, um, I'm currently a senior in high school.
2: And, uh, I'm Parker Gibbons. I live in Charleston, South Carolina. Um, I'm doing a herb survey at a preserve near me. Um, 19 years old and I've been doing herb stuff my entire life.
0: Yeah, so this is a fun one too, because I forgot to mention, but we're all kind of similar age range too. So uh, this is going to be fun. And like, like I said, we all kind of know each other. Um, I got to plug real quick before we get into the discussion, everything. Uh, as I said, at the end of the last episode, we have partnered with the turtle room. Uh, they're generously supporting us through their podcasting platform. Uh, we're going to be setting up a donation box shortly here. Uh, I don't know. Ken's kind of on that. How, but, We'll deal with that. We're going to set up a donation box to start a, a ColoniaCast student fund uh, where we'll allocate certain funds, hopefully, once we kind of get some money in there uh, to different research projects for different students, uh, mostly kind of in the college, but potentially pre-college level. So that's kind of what's upcoming. Uh, but we're super happy. The Turtle Room kind of uh, is helping with this and, and really grateful. Um so, yeah, I mean, that, that's kind of just what we got to get out of there. But I guess we could start off with uh, what I like I said, we were all kind of together last week and that was a pretty wild week. Um, we all kind of get to this is not the first time we've done that. I think it's the first time we've all been together doing it. But we were at the Santa Fe River Turtle Project uh, out in uh, on the Santa Fe River. They do work on all these different springs out there looking at the turtle kind of community ecology um and it's a really fun time but it's pretty hectic uh we were out there so we all kind of come in in different routes i i flew in from california that's a full day trip and jack and wyatt drove down that that sounds like it that was a process
3: yeah it was rough had to freaking uh we had to go on i-95 most of the way but uh if you're on the interstate for like eight to ten hours or more it starts to just wear you down I mean, luckily I wasn't doing most of the driving, that was my dad, so he kind of carried that, but uh, even he started to wear out towards the end of each way, because we didn't get off the, inter- it was pretty much, we get on the interstates and we're there the whole way down, so uh, there's other routes we would take in the past, which are better, once we, once we get about two hours from home, we can split off the interstate and take like quieter back roads that aren't as busy and loud, but. Yeah, getting down there each day was really was pretty grueling. And then like there was there wasn't really any rest. You just get there and boom. The next thing you know, you're in the first day, then the second day, and then we're driving back. So we were just like all over the place for four days straight and pretty much been all
0: wiped out this whole week. When did y'all was, get it, up? It was anyway? 100 percent worth it. It was awesome. What time did you guys get up and get there? Just to give people an idea. All right. So the first <laughs> right. day of the survey, or the first day we drove down, uh, I had about
3: three hours of sleep that night. So did my dad. And, and, uh, I think Wyatt and my sister got a little bit better sleep than us. And then, uh, we get in the car at like four in the morning, keeping in mind, we didn't get, we got like no sleep. And then we drive for like 16 hours straight. And, uh, I didn't really sleep during the drive. I, I can't sleep in cars well at all. And my dad obviously didn't sleep as he was driving. So by the time we got down to Florida, we were just absolutely wiped out. And, uh, when we went, to, we got probably seven hours of sleep that night before we, which which was pretty good. Then we got up and went to the survey, so it was it was pretty good
1: from there. Yeah, we didn't even get into Florida until like eight though, when we left at three in the morning. So, yeah.
3: Someone on on about halfway down, a freaking like a whole swimming pool had crashed off of the ninety five, and <laughs> like so it was all who was driving a long. swimming pool. I don't know. It was one of those oversized loads where, like, oh yeah, like the case first. It it took up like two, like more than two lanes. So I don't know how he was legally transporting that, and apparently didn't work because it was flipped over like in the bushes with several trucks wrecked by it. So,
0: Parker, you saw something interesting too. I saw in your (laughs) yeah on, on,
2: on my way back, and it was right after I crossed the border from Florida into South Georgia. And there's a pickup truck on the side of the road on fire. And I got up and started taking a video of it. And about 30 seconds into the video, it exploded. Are you serious? Yeah. yeah. Wow. yeah. I, I can send you the video. It's pretty crazy. That's that's insane.
0: That's terrible, but that's interesting yeah. to see.
2: Everybody was okay, though. So well, got hurt or, or anything. So.
0: I'm trying to think of crazy stuff I've seen on the roads out here in California. It's not, I don't know. It's generally not as eventful. We don't get road. I mean, we get roadkill, but it's always rabbits and stuff, but I've seen some cars on fire and stuff out in the desert. Actually, the craziest one probably was, this was a long time ago, at least 10 years ago, but we were driving. You drive from where I live to to uh, Arizona is about six hours. And in the middle of the desert out there, on the 10 free where the 10 freeway starts the 10 freeway ends in jacksonville and we were in we we flew into jacksonville to get to the the project so we were at the i've been on both ends of that freeway um i guess interstate but uh on the way to arizona about midway through the trip it's just pure desert out there there's nothing around we drove straight through a fire literally on both sides of the highway like right at the edge of the highway it was yeah. just Completely in flames. Super dangerous. You're not supposed to do that for a lot of reasons. It can mess up the car. Obviously, if the if the engine overheated or something, you're stuck there and you, you can't really do anything about it. But I just remember that. That's probably the craziest thing I've had on the highway, experience-wise. But uh, yeah, how far is the drive for you, Parker, from South Carolina?
2: Well, it's like a five-hour drive, but I made it a seven-hour drive because I went to the Okefenokee and then went to Osceola and then to the Santa Fe Um, but yeah it's usually if I stayed on interstates the whole way it would be a five hour drive
0: cool nice Um, yeah I know I mean I guess my experience getting down to the everyone's kind of told that getting out of the survey we we always fly because driving from where I live would be pretty challenging to do Um, but you know I have a really bad experience flying uh, in most cases because stuff gets delayed and everything and trying to make it in a day is pretty hard like when we went out to madagascar that was the scariest flight i mean I, it was about 10 flights to get to madagascar over the course of three days of traveling Jeez. but this you know that that was my first experience with getting a ton of stuff got canceled and it m- messed everything up we had to deal with that but on the way to the santa on the way to the santa fe project uh, last week we had kind of a scare because we flew into the Houston airport um, and we were trying to go to Orlando. We were going to drive up. It's like two hours from Orlando to get to, to Gainesville. And uh, we got to Houston and they, they, we noticed the flight to Orlando got pushed back by two hours. I always get worried when it's pushed back by that long because then you start to think. And it was already kind of late in the afternoon. If it gets pushed back too long, they just cancel the flight. And then maybe an hour later, we got lunch, came back, and it got pushed back another hour. And just with my experience, I said, there's no way this flight's taken off. It's pushed back to eight o'clock. If it gets pushed back again, they're going to cancel it. And we had to really kind of rush and figure out how to switch. So we switched to Jacksonville. Uh, But yeah, right when we were getting on the flight to Jacksonville, the Orlando flight got canceled. So almost didn't make it. Um, But yeah, that was kind of a fun experience. But we all got there. I guess we all kind of had stuff to deal with jack wyatt had that drive we had the crazy flights but then when we did get there it was it's always worth it i mean that is just an amazing project i guess uh you just kind of hit the ground running we drive up there uh you get a little briefing from dr jerry johnston who's kind of the lead of that and then you kind of just hit the hit the water uh i i i've i've done that twice i know jack and wyatt have done it uh or Wyatt's first time right how what 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 did you expect versus kind of how how did it turn out? What what was that?
1: I mean, honestly, I wasn't really sure what to expect. I've been trying I think like what two years now and I just kind of been uh whacked out of it every time. Um the first time we were supposed to go was um when we had that trip back in July and we it got flooded out so we couldn't really snorkel. And then um I was supposed to go and attend the fall survey, but I had some health problems um, pertaining to a heart condition that popped up, and I was and I had to miss it for that. But I finally got to go this time, and I mean, it was like, I mean, I don't really know what I expected. I expected it to kind of show up, but I didn't expect it to be as relaxed as it was at the same time because it was it was a semi. It was I mean, it was pretty relaxed when we got there um i i really thought it'd be a lot more official and strict but everybody was pretty much college a lot of the snorkelers were college kids and a lot of the people at the uh, processing site were older but everybody was just really nice and it was such a warm environment i didn't really expect that um it was just really easy for me to talk to people and that's normally pretty hard
3: Yeah, I mean that's 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 kind of how I expected. I don't know I, I saw what you were like before it happened, and I was like, "Yeah, I think he's going to do pretty well here." So I've done it several times. It just it's it is a bummer we didn't get any alligator snapping turtles, but uh, other than that, it was very successful. So
4: it was it was the biggest yield, like individuals wise, was it? Yep. Yeah, that, the
3: like, So in like twenty years. I don't know the specifics, but I know it's about 20 years.
0: Yeah, that's that was that's a cool thing about that. We were, because due to COVID, they pushed back this particular survey um, to September last year. And that one last year was crazy. I mean, I guess to give people an idea, I, I'd say like 30, 40 people probably. I could be off, but there's a good deal of people that show up and most of them in Florida, but some people out of state. I mean, this time there are people there from Washington uh, and then all of us from all around. There could have been some other people too, but yeah, it's a good deal of people out there and, and there's two different teams. So you've got the North American freshwater turtle research group is where Parker was at. And then the Santa Fe river turtle project team. Um, and the spring it's uh, the, the spring slash river it, most Florida Springs are pretty short, less than a mile, a lot of them. But this one's, I mean, at least six miles, and then it, where it meets the Santa Fe and pretty close to the confluence with the Suwannee River. But uh, it's so big. I mean, we're surveying a good, I'd say about four miles of it. So you got to split it up by teams. And each team has got maybe 10 to 12 snorkelers in it. So there's about 20 people in the water. And uh, over the course of two days, we got over 1,200 turtles. Uh, that's 1,200, <laughs> uh, which is – I mean, that's just crazy to think about that for, for the, the amount of people we've got. Um, Parker, well, we're all – because we were all we – me, Jack, Wyatt, we all went with the Santa Fe project. But what was – I haven't actually done the upper spring. So we, we take the lower portion of this spring, and uh, the NAFTA group takes the upper portion. What was that like, Parker?
2: Well, so this was my fourth spring – and it was so different than all the other ones. All the other ones had a boil and a pretty short run. This one's the head spring and then a river. And you're in that river the whole time. Once you get in, you can't get out. And I don't know. It, it was awesome working down the river with 12 people at a time, just turtle after turtle after turtle um, mm-hmm. compared to the other springs. There's just so much, so, a very high abundance of turtles in that spring. It's just
1: ridiculous.
5: Yeah, Were there any, lot. like, highlights for uh, you guys? Like, any turtles that stuck out? or I think for me, it was definitely getting my first uh, really big
1: loggerhead. Or it was either getting my first really big loggerhead, because I remember catching this one um, female, and she was really, really big. And she had this fat head, um, really expanded plates, and um, her shell was really dark in color. And, oh, my God. Catching that thing in the water, it was crazy. She was, like, the size of a small box turtle, which is crazy because we're, I'm so used to catching odoratus, um, which are a lot smaller in comparison. Um, and I think it was either that or it was uh, wrangling my first cooter, uh, like, the first, like, really big cooter I found. Yeah. always fun. Yeah.
3: I'm, yeah. To me, since last time I was there, uh, we had a higher diversity of species that was actually caught. So this time we didn't have the alligators, the Suwannee alligator snapping turtles, which I was uh, determined to find the whole time. I was—that uh, was what I was looking for most of the time. That's why I found so many musk turtles because I was on the bottom, just looking in every crevice that would have that would suit an alligator snapping turtle. But a lot of that is just luck. They're in such low density in there; you just got to be in the right place at the right time. But uh, yeah, I mean, personally, I—I might have. I might've caught more loggerheads than a lot of other people there. Cause I was just combing the bottom the whole time. I would, everyone would go stir up all this dust to, to jump on the logs to catch cooters. But I'm like, I just would go under them or go down to the bottom and uh, wait, to, wait for them to go into their logs or anything. Cause there's not really anywhere they can go that you can't see them. And that, and that's unusual for an aquatic habitat. So I just took it slow and learned, learned a lot this time of how to not kick up a lot of silt and disturb the riverbed while doing, while at the same time uh, maximizing your, like, well, turtles you can catch.
0: I guess that was the point I was trying to make earlier. I got kind of got I went on a tangent there. But when we did it in September, we found 10 species versus this time. I think it was the final species count was five, but the numbers were higher. So there was a little bit of a trade-off there. But uh yeah, this time, like you said, it I think it was a lot more silty and the water compared. You know, it was kind of fun doing one in September and then doing one in March, doing two different surveys because you could kind of compare. You can compare how the health
3: of the river is at different times.
0: Yeah. And, you know, the floodplain was a lot lower. And I think that that was kind of concentrating the current to the main channel. And that was stirring up a lot of sediment. So, you know, the one area where when when I was there in September in the first 10 minutes, I got to flex this a little bit. But I got the alligator snapping turtle female. But where she was normally, um, you couldn't see any of it. It was fully kind of it was pretty turbid there, and you know there was an alligator too. I was really excited to get there and go look, and I turn around and I see maybe a four foot alligator swim into the into the the turbid water, and I'm thinking, you know, that's not really four foot alligators not something really to worry about. But I'm not going to go in there when I can't see it. So I. I wish I was able to comb this, this one section where it looked like a floating
3: island, but it was really just floating vegetation, it was about 60 feet in diameter, and underneath it was just, you could see right through it, but it was this massive black mass, and I'm like, oh my god, this is, there's got to be one in here, and I just couldn't get a good view of it, and we had to move downriver, and I went under it, but my mask got ripped off by a log, so I had my eyes open, underwater, no face off, like, and all I can see, I'm still probably 30 feet from where I can actually come up and get a breath. So I just hold the mask and I'm like, I'm gonna swim towards the light and hope for the best. And I got out and had to haul out on a log for a second there, but I eventually came to terms like, there's no way I'm gonna be able to search this without like several people and like getting lights and just disrupting the flow. But I I honestly think that same patch of vegetation, there's a couple photos floating around out there of what looks to be a fairly large male uh, swaniensis from that spring. And I think that's the site that it was taken. It looks just like it, like underneath this floating vegetation. There's not anything on the bottom. I'm like, I think that's where that male was hiding out. And I just couldn't see it this time. So the silt definitely, I think the silt may have affected our, the capture rates for our macrokellies, but.
1: Yeah. That, that patch of vegetation was pretty, was really rough to get, like, cause I tried getting in there as well. Um. Not, I didn't even think about the alligator snapping turtle. I was just going after the cooters that were under the thing because there were a bunch, um, me and Chris. But, Chris. Uh, I, tried, I, I, I tried doing that too, and my snorkel got ripped off while I was trying to catch this one cooter and it was like it was like a sense of panic it was really rough because it was really dark i couldn't see anything and like the only way i could get a breath was sticking my face out of the water lettuce and that was the worst so um chris ended up finding my snorkel which was really good but i i didn't want to go back in there and try my luck again after that
0: so, yeah uh
1: yeah, you want to say something michael
0: i was gonna say i know exactly what matt of avalte of you're talking about That was actually uh, – you went in there. I was right behind you. You know, it's hard to explain kind of the dynamic of how this works for people that haven't snorkeled with a group in in Springs. But you can see people as you're going down there, and you know where people are. And occasionally they grab your leg, and you get freaked out for a second. But I I know that mat of vegetation, and Jack was going in there, That was a little bit past – it got a little bit more clear where you went in, but that was right near where the alligator was and where I'd seen that female snapping turtle before. Uh, But, yeah, once it kind of cleared up, you went in there, and I saw you kind of screwing around. The good part for you is you can really kind of muscle your way out of certain situations that – Yeah, I got caught under a couple trees that I didn't
3: think I would be able to pull out of, and I managed to break one of them to get off. I try not to <laughs> I try not to damage the environment when going through, but I got caught under this root mess, and I'm like, all right, so all this freaking rowing and crap I've been doing at the gym better help me, like, rip this, like, break it over to my head so I could get out, but... uh Habitat destruction. Yeah, I try not to do that. So, just as a disclaimer, that's probably the only thing I freaking damaged in that river was a freaking stick, but... uh I was determined to search that amount vegetation. I bet if it like after like I tried to get ahead of the group because like there's like a cloud of silt that's always right behind the group because you kick it all up and then it floats in the water for a while and it obscures your visibility. So uh, I and since I'm since I'm on the bottom the whole time, that's I, I don't know. I'm not very good at like jumping out of the water and catching cooters. I've, I've, I have a hole in my wetsuit from when I tried to do that. And I got Charlie horses. So I just wait on the bottom or a little bit more of an ambush predator, I guess. But I mean, picking through the bottom, I I hope I get a snapper at some point, but you like learn it more as you go on. Like the first time I did it, I didn't have much of an idea of what I was doing and I didn't really know where to look for anything. And, but pretty quickly you start developing your own techniques to find the turtles. Like people will tell you something, but when you're in the water and you see everything yourself, you find ways to do it. So I developed methods to look for the musk turtles. I'm looking for roughly golf ball sized pebbles. That are grayish in coloration and have white spots on them, because uh, the biggest, oldest ones have really large, really, really uh enlarged heads with like hypertrophied beaks that have uh, that are really damaged from feeding on snails so much. They have all these this white keratin you can see easily. So when I, I started looking for that, next thing you know, I'm pulling out like dozens of them for the uh, for the crew. So.
0: This this particular area is crystal clear water, too. I mean, I I couldn't tell you the exact visibility, but it's easily 50 plus feet. Like if you were to measure, I'm sure more in some places. But uh, it was, you know, we get we drop. I think we do about maybe two miles. So it's a good deal. But we we get drop dropped at kind of a section. And then we just kind of swim downriver. And the, the current's no joke. I mean, that current will carry you. Wyatt got a good video on the GoPro and he was swimming and it looks like he's in a, a wind tunnel going down there. I mean, he's, he's got some speed. Um, but yeah, that, that was kind of a fun part, but it's tough sometimes to gauge where the group is at because sometimes you'll get floating so fast that you're like, I got to wait because I'm getting separated. But so I'm curious what Parker's experience with this was, but we have somewhat, so we got the canoes and there's someone in the canoes that, I think was actually a retired drill sergeant. And so she keeps us in line. There's no way we're getting like when that alligator was there, she, she made it clear that alligator was, was moving in the water and it's, it's great because no one's getting lost because she's got us covered there, but it was, uh, it, it gets heated sometimes because she's in the canoe. So she can see where the edge, the boundaries were supposed to be at. And sometimes if someone gets a turtle, that's a little bit outside in the floodplain zone, that gets a little heated. I know why. it But I'm Parker, do you guys with the, the TSA group, do, do y'all have canoes? Like, Yeah.
2: Up? So there were like five or six canoes. Um, you catch a turtle, you swim it to the canoe. Um, and every like 100 yards or so, maybe a little farther than that, we would stop. Everybody would gather up. And then uh, all the turtles would get put in one canoe. I guess it was at the end of each section. So there's three sections on our two-mile stretch. And all the turtles from each section get put in one canoe and then sent to the processing site, um, and they do that to not uh, mix up which turtles are coming from which sections. Um, and then at the once they do that, go again and uh, meet up at the end again.
0: So. But you guys don't—you guys just have kind of quiet, passive canoers. Not not anyone shouting. Um, a out. little bit.
2: There, there was one person. Um, you would yell "snorkeler" every time you'd go a little farther than you were supposed to.
3: All right. So, all right. Yeah. You told me about that. Huh? Me...
2: Yeah. I, I got shouted at a couple times, but it's all right.
0: What? right. I'm curious what the habitats like at the kind of the, where you guys go compared to where we're at. Like, is it? Lot,
2: lots of eelgrass. I'm not sure if it's the same where y'all are, but majority of it is eelgrass and then the uh water lettuce on the top
3: yeah okay that's that's pretty, that's pretty different. Much, uh, i was gonna say that's pretty different from the part we survey like the farther down you go especially when you hit the confluence of a couple other actual springs on the side of the river it starts to reel there's not as much eelgrass and it's mostly rock on the bottom or uh like shorter vegetation I, i'm not an expert on that and uh then it just gets really steep rock ledges going up the sides of the river. Like there's a couple portions oh, yeah. where they're way above the water and there's these underwater cliffs that go deep under. And, uh, but, and I mean from the upper part looks different cause there's so much eel grass. I don't know. I, I tend to find a lot more musk turtles and smaller turtles in the areas that are like rockier and shallower. I think that's just, that seems to benefit. It's, it's easier to find them there where they're not going to duck into the grass plus, uh, they seem to prefer those areas where there's where the snails are more abundant
1: that's the what parker saw was pretty much how the beginning of our where we dropped in was though at the very beginning near where michael found the female alligator snapping turtle uh last time it was mostly just eelgrass and that was the and i feel like that's where you found a lot of the cooters that were underwater and not basking hiding in those patches of eelgrass yeah, that, that's where I caught a lot of uh, the uh, my first turtles, which were cooters.
3: I'd say with the cooters, another thing when they go underwater too, they'll go hide and like they'll go hide in the same places that alligator snapping turtles and uh, like Kalidra tend to really stay more of. So I most of the cooters I caught, I caught a good amount of cooters, but it wasn't because I was chasing them. I was just I, I was looking under the rock ledges and I would come across a group of them looking like some kind of refugees in a war where they're like they're because they know where we are and they're waiting for us to pass and i'm like oh i got you everybody on the surface may have, you may have evaded them but i'm not I'm, they're they're not even what i was looking for so sometimes i'll be like crap i caught these cooters now i have to go all the way to the kayak drop them in and then i have to get back to this section to look for the alligator snappers so
1: well no that's kind of funny that you mentioned that because there were points where i was looking for muffs turtles and i'd look under a log and there'd be like three cooters just kind of anxiously looking at me like you could feel the anxiety in the turtles it was really funny because they look so dorky the way they start to turn around to swim off and then you just kind of snatch them all up and especially when i'm like uh five eight and 115 pounds i'm holding this massive swanny cooter like a baby and I'm, i have two of them in each arms like twins it's it was just a really funny sight for me
0: and um you know i we should probably put this in uh I can definitely relate to all that for sure. But you know, this is a, it's a research project too. So we are, most people, you don't want to go in there and and mess with any turtles, but we, so this is a large research project that's been ongoing for a a good deal of time, at least over a decade. I'm not sure exactly how many years, but um, we're permitted. So we're, when we're in there, we're under the permits that this group has to get these turtles and to temporarily remove them. Um, temporarily meaning for at max a few hours uh where we take them back and and you know give them individual marks in different ways so we can track them over time uh ultimately you know this is important for a lot of reasons because the turtles you know there's a lot of species working here uh, that live in this particular area uh, and they all kind of have unique ecologies and so tracking them over time Uh, gives us an idea of how the turtle population is changing, if the population is growing, if it's shrinking, and kind of gives us an idea of how the overall ecosystem health there is at that site. So we're kind of using these turtles as a barometer for ecosystem health. And we are, yeah, obviously working kind of under permits for this. So this isn't something that we're just going in there and doing this. Uh, I think a lot of people listening to this probably know uh, but but I think we just need to clear that to make to make that clear. We're not just going in there and, and like I said, it's not turtle Pokemon. This is this is research. So not to say it doesn't get a little heated sometimes, and people want to get the most turtles or they want to get the most species. And I think that's good if you're trying to get as many as possible. Well, definitely but, a uh, competitive
3: aspect to it, but uh,
0: sometimes, it, yeah, it, yeah,
3: it, <laughs> it's to the turtle catching part, not necessarily to the the data collecting process and that that's that's a very that's a whole different thing so
0: and this particular this particular project too in september we were there till midnight we started snorkeling at about 10 and we were there by by eight thirty in the morning and we left at midnight this time i think we only went to about nine at night we got to light these tiki torches and we put them all around and you got people in there working with the turtles and you got to have a pretty tight kind of system going because we're, we're dealing with the turtles and taking measurements uh and and giving them individual kind of ids uh, that we can when we get them again you can use this data to kind of figure out different aspects of how many turtles are surviving in the population how is the population growing how fast that kind of thing so uh you know we got to set up that too once we when, when, when we're done snorkeling we all get in and start doing all that stuff and uh, I think we were all pretty immersed in it. And it's pretty wild. I mean, it's hectic. There's a lot of people doing a lot of stuff. And, um, but, yeah, it's a fun. I mean, there's nothing. It's really hard to put into words the experience of kind of just submerging yourself in a crystal clear river surrounded by gar or fish in there and kind of just listening to. to there's just no sound really around you. And you're diving down there. And it's just it's, a, it's an amazing experience. Occasionally I'd hear Wyatt's GoPro go like beep 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 in the water. <laughs> yeah, that was audible as hell. I could hear that from like anywhere in the river.
3: Yeah, yeah that's, that's, I mean, it's get, crazy it was, how well that carried underwater. Like you were probably 100 yards away from me somewhere else in the river and every like every there was a period where I felt like every couple seconds beep 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 that beep,
1: beep. Well, was getting Man, it was cr- that I want to carry on that. It was crazy how silent it was underwater. I mean like <laughs> it was really quiet and that was only broken every once in a while by like muffled sounds of excitement underwater with people going after cooters or musk turtles. But it was like dead silent compared to the kicking and splashing and Trish shouting above the water. It was insane.
0: Yeah. It's not, I mean, it's not bad or whatever. It was just, yeah, I could hear it. So I'd be like, I, for a second, I was trying to figure out what it was. And then I realized it was just the GoPro's going, but yeah, there was I had been using mine. So it made the same sound. And I knew, and I
3: kept looking down, like, is my GoPro taking videos without, <laughs> and then I'm like, Oh no, it's probably why it's you
1: know, Funny story. Um, apparently my GoPro was on for 33 minutes recording. Um, which is why I, which is, I was really confused as to why the battery was going down so quick by the end of the, the, uh, snorkel. And I went through my videos when I got home. And those was a 33 second long video. And that also encapsulates the moment where I'm getting yelled at by Trish for apparently going out of bounds to catch a cooter. And it has all that on video.
2: I have about a 15 minute video of the inside of my wetsuit because that's where I was putting my GoPro. <laughs> and I accidentally kept it recording.
3: Yeah, I managed, I barely used mine this time, but. When you're moving, it, it, like, I've snorkeled that river, like, on my own, like, with a couple other people and a couple of the members separately. It's different. It's completely different than when you're on a survey and you need to catch these turtles and it's there's a purpose for it. Like, the, and there's a method and there's a there's, like, a set pace you have to follow. And, like, it's not like, oh, it's just you're just going down the river by yourself observing things. It's like, no, you see a turtle, you got to catch it pretty quickly, get it in the boat and keep looking for more so that to maximize how many you actually collect. So they get a decent sample size. But if you're in there by yourself, that's a better time to take slower videos. And especially since less silt will be kicked up, you can just, I don't know, go down the river and that's what we did. We filmed and just peeked around more and got to see some behaviors of the turtles. And one of my favorite things is when you're, you're just going along and you come across a pair of cooters and uh, they're, they're like, it's always a male and female really mm-hmm. close by and the males right on top of the female, like hovering nearby Going all up in her face, titillating and doing behaviors like that, and he's always nearby too. Like, and it's funny. This like, they're like couples. You, you see them every once in a while throughout the river.
1: Oh, I get the perfect.
0: I did that to Wyatt in the water.
1: Yeah, Michael and I were titillating each other in the in
2: What's the, <laughs> the best word? Titillating. Yeah, it, it sounds it,
3: dirty. Like rolls off the tongue.
0: Yeah, this is what the sliders <laughs> they do that. But uh it Peter Pritchard in Tales from the Tayyid, I think it was. It also this might have been mentioned in your grandpa's slider book too, but they they use a very I forget the term but it's a German term for like elaborate courtship display, like Levispiel or something <laughs> and and they 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 describe this process like almost too eloquently. turtles but i just thought that yeah but it's it's pretty interesting and the sliders do this when they're in courtship yeah i i I
2: saw some sliders titillating earlier today
0: yeah you don't oh it was that out you got one you found one today right
2: yeah uh when i went to release it there was uh, a male and a female in the water and that was titillating up in the female's
3: face one thing's actually kind of random is I actually saw spotted turtles today. Uh, I, I was I doing an internship with the local state parks as part of it's part of like my senior release at high school. So when I would normally be in school, I'm helping uh, learning things that like people that I don't know what you would call like rangers or employees at the state park do or like management of the ecosystem there or moving invasive plants, cleaning up trash cans or things like that. So, uh, I mean, a while back, we walked up a population of spotted turtles, and I just check on it whenever I get the opportunity. Today was warm. It was like 60 degrees or something like that. It was pretty nice, but it was really wet, and it was rainy. So I'm like, oh, they'll probably – they won't be basking, but they'll be out and active, and that would be really cool to see. So I went, and I got to observe a couple pairs mating and uh, several other individuals moving around and just going about their uh, business. That was really interesting to watch, but I have the really – Really crappy phone camera, and nothing else to really record with, so I just didn't even bother trying to take pictures or videos.
1: yeah, I can't wait to see that population in action. I went out there a few times, and I haven't had luck yet, but that's just because I haven't had time to go out with good weather,
4: yeah, Parker, what, what do like you like the specific um ecological or populational questions that this study is trying to address?
3: Yeah, that's a good question. So
4: the Santa Fe project. Yeah, there's
3: okay. like several things they're trying to the data that is actually collected can is has so many implications. But like, I mean, as as Dr. Johnston always says, and he it's it's the turtles are the, the overall like the change in population trends and structure that they're detecting over time uh is a good indicator of the health of the river at large not just the turtle populations but they're using the turtles can essentially be like a vector for that information it's a way to look at the entire health of the ecosystem itself like they can watch how the populations respond to changes in the ecosystem like big storms or when something happens to one of the springs like all that they're recording all this data constantly so they can see they can see like minute changes in it and they can see changes over like a decade. So that's a, and they've also, there's been uh, research published on individual species in there too, just data about them and uh, just overall natural history. Like there was a publication on the Calidra of that drainage and a lot of interesting uh, information in there about how they, I don't know, you'd have to read it, but they're in fairly low density in the river itself and they're morphologically slightly distinct they're almost more similar to the northern calydra and their size and uh their appearance so a lot of interesting uh implications from the research from there i think michael could expand on that too yeah they, they seem to use the the springs as a nursery Thank you. if I do, read that yeah. one right yeah potentially some of the other turtles as well but i i haven't read anything about that i've just read the calydra paper
0: yeah i mean that i think that's well said and you know some of the the people, you know, we kind of just want to talk about our experience helping out with a project. Uh, But uh, we're going to hopefully have some of the the leads of this particular project, hopefully get Dr. Johnston, uh, he's pretty busy, but some of the other Jeremy and um, Meg and some of the other kind of spokespeople for this project to come on and talk about that a bit more. But yeah, I guess I think that the main kind of goals are looking at as Dax said, kind of population ecology over time, uh, also morphometrics. So looking at different measurements of each of the turtles and tracking that over time. Um, and, you know, those are kind of the main things. And then, you know, the fun part is working in a system over time like this, you notice these small little minute things um, like the shape of certain things that could differ based on the sex of the animal or even leeches and how the leeches are kind of working in there. One of the cool things that came out of this project is they they have the first report of auto is where a a mud turtle ate a leech off of its back. And so that was kind of an interesting report, but just little things like that. But I think the main goal is just, yeah, using them as sort of a a metric to gauge kind of ecosystem health. But again, that's kind of the goal, but we'll have some people to talk about that. Yeah, I just want to preface
3: anything we say we're not direct we're not uh we'd want to have someone on here like like you said meg or jeremy or dr johnston himself who uh is really like uh, one of the spokes for people or the actual like like people who who run the project and actually have been doing this for a long time so they're the ones that really would be able to tell you more about the purpose of it and everything but they've also collected several records like just just size records like they caught a Back in 2015, the annual survey, they found a yellow, a yellow-bellied slider that was massive. It was the carapace length was over 13 and a half inches, and I don't remember the weight, but it was bigger than a lot of the cooters in there. Like, there's pictures of that thing too. It's, a, it's it's ridiculous. Like that's that's a whole magnitude bigger than anything I've ever seen for a slider. So, they they keep getting weird records like that, and just record. Though that's not not as much, I don't know, importance to that, but. You only really detect those things if you're intensely surveying a single area for like uh routinely,
0: yeah. Those are all interesting things they could expand upon. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, that it's uh, it's a fun time for sure, but then yeah, you know, it, it's fun stuff, I guess. Like, something I've been up to is you know, I like to do the field things, but I also, well, you know, sometimes I don't, I, I enjoy the final product, I like doing things with computers and modeling and stuff like that. And so I've taken some of the other, you know, a lot of the groups the the North American freshwater turtle research group does a lot of work all across Florida at a bunch of different springs. And so I, I'm working with some of the data sets there. I'm not going to say too much about this because this is stuff that's to be kind of published and forthcoming, but it's fun to go through there and and you get 5,000 turtle kind of observations over time in a data set and then through tweaking and playing with it for hours and messing up like at least 200 times you get a final product that's like one number that tells you how big the population was or something like that that it's fun to do in the end but that's kind of the goal here but you know the survey itself is probably it's undeniably the most kind of intensive and and immediately kind of fun parts uh, you get everything. I mean, this, this thing, we had everything from lumberjacks to, uh, to uh, floating down.
3: <laughs> I forgot about the freaking lumberjacks.
0: <laughs> that was funny. But, yeah, we had a tree fall on the way there. I think, Parker, your group was probably out of the water by the time we got in because we spent about 45 minutes clearing out a tree that had blocked the path.
2: Oh, that makes sense why we were waiting so long for you guys. Yeah. Yeah. We
1: were super duper behind schedule. Yeah. We, I, we just kept
3: one thing after another. Like I remember we showed up, they got through the talks and everything, which I made a comparison. It's kind of, it's kind of funny, but it's like, if you've ever seen a, like if you've ever seen independence day, like right before they go and fight (laughs) all the aliens, it's like the turtle version of that. I don't know. Like, so right after we're done with that, we, uh, we get the so the van broke down like the transport van so I think then we get out <laughs> there to help and we drive like another couple feet and then there's a fallen tree in the trail that must have fallen overnight and it's way too big to move like they had to get they had to get guys to come out and clear it and I don't know how they did this so fast but they just like uh, the main park ranger called them called him up on his phone and next thing you know all the lumberjacks just they just spawned in the they they the most redneck smell the testosterone. The dude was like rum, 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 walking around. Did, the have, did this... they have a big beard and a flannel? Yeah, shirt. A huge beard. Yeah, that's like, exactly
2: what he looked like. He looked exactly like was, that. Was, I,
3: I mean, honestly, probably had the polarized
1: glasses too. He was ginger too, which made he it never even better. A word.
3: He just came and cleared all the trees and just despawned.
0: He was yeah, a park. I think he was a park ranger. He was a master with that chainsaw. I mean, we cleared that yeah. thing out in ten minutes or fifteen minutes. I mean that that was impressive. But, he, had the wrap, uh, he had the wraparound polar, uh, polarized
1: sunglasses on yep, his hat.
0: Yep, everything. Yep. Yeah, that was that – was, it was fun. I mean, it, it was kind of a little bit annoying just because we, we had to wait. But that van was – that van's fun to work with for sure because, I, I mean, we were finishing up. Everyone was there for this. We were finishing up the – you oh, know, God. Dr. Johnson's given the, the spiel on the fact that we broke the number of turtles record. And right, like, perfectly on cue, he's finishing up, everyone's excited, and you hear the van. Yeah, just it sounds like a tire just blew out. And it fell into a hole, like an old tree stump, but then it just caved in. And we all lined up there and had to push that out. That was funny.
1: That was so, like, well-timed, too, because he had just finished – Telling us the numbers, we were all excited. It was such like an inspirational moment. They see, see him come along,
0: just. Yeah, I saw stand,
3: the, stand the park ranger in there, and I saw him. I'm like he looks like he's getting. He's a little. He's like he was moving <laughs> that van around a little bit quicker and with a little with less caution than I thought. At, like at first, like he was just ah, I'll just park it here, and I didn't see it. There's there's a bit that I was like it was a deep hole too. Like I'm surprised they managed. We managed to get the van out of that, but. I mean, yeah, it, we it pushed was,
2: out pretty easily.
3: Yeah, I mean, I saw it and I thought there was going to be damage to the vehicle, like because from the back it was like jacked off the ground on its side, and I'm like, oh, that doesn't look good.
1: We are all so ready to go home, and we're just like, he comes around that corner like our last salvation.
0: Just yeah, it was funny because I was looking at Parker, and Parker's like already walking over there because he want to go, <laughs> go find coral snakes or something, oh, and, so and I see him. I saw you hear the van and you just look, you look back. My and face just dropped. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was funny. That, that was, that was a, maybe one of the high, well, I mean, it wasn't good, but it was a highlight of the trip for sure. Cause I just like, I was like, Oh God, his soul just got crushed. But oh, luckily definitely we, we, a memory. Yeah. We, we fixed it pretty quick there. But uh, yeah, I mean that, that was kind of the whole survey that, that was fun. Um, i i mean what so we've talked about what we were doing there and but ken and jason what have you guys been up to i'm curious i'm curious to hear more about
5: this so uh, today like actually before this um i finally got to do a bit of herping i've been stuck inside school work and whatnot but i actually like skipped like a anthropology stats course to go look for salamanders with a a, a kid around here who does some into like the herping he's the zoo major um Isaac, you showed me some spots and we turned up a redback salamander and a uh, spotted salamander. So it's pretty neat. I've only ever seen like one other spotted salamander, but that's just because I don't primarily target um, salamanders or like really any sort of caudate. So that was exciting. It was a nice, uh, you know, much needed uh, break from like everything, you know, life related, I guess.
4: Um. Life-related life or life-related? Just... Life-related. I'm sorry oh, if okay. I'm
5: not speaking clearly. <laughs> <on that. laughs> no, I,
4: I, no, I know. I, sorry, Ken, I cut you off. That's fine. Um, just as for me, I've um, I've been finalizing my paper on uh, the sexual dimorphism of you know red salamanders in their heads. Uh, interesting mixed results. Uh, maybe we could talk about it some other day, but it's not published yet, so maybe. Essentially, we believe that males have bigger heads, and that might be the case, but we haven't proved it yet.
0: Yeah, yeah Ken and I were in Georgia <laughs> about a month ago, and he was grinding that workout while I was stressing about <laughs> interviews. <laughs> but uh, that's cool stuff. Uh, well, Jason, though, you got something else to tell us. I don't know if you want to release this publicly. I don't know. If-
5: Oh yeah, I mean, I guess we can throw it out there. Still kind of in the works of finalizing like the details and dates, but uh, a couple weeks ago I had an interview for the uh, internship at the Turtle Survival Alliance's Turtle Survival Center. So it's like a colonial husbandry based internship, and uh, just yesterday I got offered and accepted the position. So I've got to get like the dates finalized, but I'll be uh, down there this summer. Hopefully, um, just getting some interesting and a uh, cool experience so i'm definitely looking forward to it
3: nice
2: in in south carolina right
5: yeah yeah it's i think it's like across. Oh, cool. so it's like a yeah, bit th- away from charleston yeah
2: yeah it's like 30 minutes from me right let me on. know when you're in the area
5: yeah definitely
0: yeah so, we did a this summer we went there with with uh i think we we made the trip from Parker's house. That was a fun, that was a fun time. You're, you're going to love that place. The boys. Yeah. Can yeah you're going to love the, you're
3: going to love it down there. That place is going to be fun to work with and work at. So you're going to see a lot of awesome animals and you're going to gain a lot of great experience with, so.
5: Definitely be nice. Like a lot of my, well, I guess at this point, my only professional animal experience is uh, with laboratory rats and mice. So, you know, in a, I, I, work a part-time job in the psychology department of the uh, the university I go to. So I spend my weekends and, you know, I think I'm in there like four or five days a week, uh, cleaning and prepping rat and mouse cages and stuff. So it'll be a nice sort of switch um, a nice sort of sort of break from that, do a bit of a turtle related stuff. So I'm definitely looking forward to it.
0: What have y'all been up to everyone else? I mean, just in terms of like, we talked about the survey, but I, it's kind of interesting to hear what everyone's like. What's the big thing you're looking forward to in the, in the next few weeks or months that you're I mean, working on? It? For me, I just confirmed, like I put the down payment on the
3: uh, trip and everything that with, uh, with a group with the New York Turtle and Tortoise uh, Society, I will be going to the Galapagos from August 6th to 21st, so. Oh, That's man. going to be a really fun, uh, really great experience. We're gonna part of the trip is in mainland Ecuador, and then most of it is in the Galapagos. So, there is a few extra things I didn't think I'd be able to see that are thrown in there. And for the budget I had, it works great, so I'm excited for that. And I've had the money for that, which I got as a gift from my uh grandfather, and I've had that money for like two and a half years now because I couldn't do anything with it really over COVID, and I was trying to find Trying to make sure I I really did the best with it and starting to just develop some anxiety with it so it's a really it's really good that I finally got that out of the like I got that planned and now that it's gonna happen there's a lot of excitement for it and yeah there's there it's not really gonna hit me till I'm like there or or going there so
0: you're gonna get Thank to God. see the paramo that or I'm probably butchering the pronunciation but that the Andean like mid-elevation habitat, that stuff's cool. It's not big tortoises, but it's cool ecosystem. we go on
3: uh, Isabella, I, I'm, I'm glad that Isabella research, uh, like the Isabella tortoise breeding facility was in there. Seeing most of the tortoises in the wild isn't very feasible unless you're with the park or you're on, or do you have some sort of project or research like going on there? But uh, there is a variety of Galapagos tortoise at, that they, they breed at the – at the research station on Isabella that has this distinctive morphology. They have these really flat shells. Like it's, it's ludicrously flat. Like if you ever get to see a picture of one, it looks out of place and then it's almost kind of opened up in the front somewhat kind of like saddlebacked. but since it's it's so compressed, it's, it's not like the actual height to the nuchal is not very high, but uh, yeah, I can't wait to see those tortoises because they have a group of them that was salvaged from, I think the side of, Sarah Wazul, I don't remember specifically where they found them in like, like the 90s they were saved from a lava flow and they've been really uh, highly reproductive they produce hundreds of offspring it's a group of 20 adults and they're all like from the dawn of time they're ancient individuals so getting to see those would be really was something that was on my list it's like I've seen the captive ones in zoos they're mostly porteri or like a couple others thrown in but they're almost all the giant like domed morphotype I haven't really gotten to see anything unique so that's something that I, that's on the top of my list.
0: That's gonna be fun stuff. So how about you, Parker? What's what are you looking for? what What are you looking forward to in the next few months?
2: Well, in January, I just got uh, hired by a preserve to do a herp uh, survey, um, and it's started as an overall um, assessment of all the herps on the property. It's a thousand acre property on a gorgeous cypress swamp, um, but we found this uh, very healthy population of spotted turtles. So we're doing a little bit of a miniature spotted turtle study uh, within this, recording getting DNA from each one, marking, and um, that's fun. So I've been doing that and'll continue doing that for the next year. So yeah.
0: Awesome stuff. That's some cool work. You don't hear much about spotted turtles that aren't in the Northeast, so that's oh, yeah. That be some cool.: Yeah stuff. It's,
2: it's cool to find a, a healthy population down in South Carolina. Before I I started working here, I'd only ever seen two, and in the past two months, we've seen 13 individuals.
3: That's awesome. Even if you live in the Northeast, you can still be, like, in lots of areas in the South, I don't think they're, it's not that they're less common, they're just, I mean, in some areas they are, but they're less, unless you're actively looking for them and you know the right spots, they're very hard to find, like. They only occur in certain habitats and they're not always in high density. You might not always find a lot of them. They're fairly cryptic. So I've lived within their range in the Northeast for my whole life. And only in the past couple of years have I actually started seeing them. And only like a month ago did I actually find a reliable site with a healthy population. So I only know two sites in general and I've searched my whole life for them and just don't know where else to find them you can walk right by like you, you can live right near a site where there, where there's a good population they just won't, you just won't know. They're very hard to detect like with that. And they're so localized to each population. like.
0: How about you, Wyatt? What, what are you? Well, I got to say this first, while these two guys over here on the, well, the right side of my screen went off and found a musk turtle in the middle of the night, me and Wyatt, were, we went out, we made the right decision. We went out and got uh went back to the hotel to rest a little bit on the way back. Wyatt's telling me Wyatt, you've got a ton of stuff going on. You got to tell us a little bit more about that. Cause it, it, you, you got some busy stuff coming up. Oh, well, I mean,
1: none of it's really set in stone yet. I'm about to graduate and I'm going to take a gap year. Um, Hopefully, I'll be able to travel overseas to uh, India is what I really want to do, but uh, depending on how COVID is, I'm not sure how that's going to work out. What else did I mention? I don't
0: know. It's not like... I don't know. I didn't realize you were into movies and you were talking all oh, that okay. stuff. <laughs> yeah, 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 so I, I forgot that we weren't just talking herps.
1: Um, I'm starting up a movie podcast soon, and it should be up within the next couple of weeks for me and my friend. I'm a huge cinephile, um, and that's like something I really talked a lot to Pete and uh, Jeremy about like while at the processing site. Uh, I had like a, like a multi-hour long conversation with Jeremy about Wes Anderson's filmography, but I'm a huge film nerd. So, um, I'm starting up a film and art podcast. Um, I've got some art stuff that I do. Um, I'm going to be making some prints of the art that I do. I make a lot of abstract, uh, surrealist art. Um, so that'll be fun. And I'm, I hopefully I'm going to be able to put it up for exhibit, uh, exhibitation and, um, at a shop on near the boardwalk that I live at. None of it's for sale. I, I because I don't think I'd want to sell any of it. Uh, but I just want to put it up there for feedback. Um, but aside from all that, uh, I just have some, hopefully herping, uh, depending on how the weather turns out and, uh, planning for our next big trip with you and Jack, um, and some taxidermy. I have to, uh, uh, wet preserve. I have to pickle a Mata Mata and a Burmese black and a uh, Burmese black mountain tortoise. Nice.
0: Yeah. That's some cool stuff. It, I got it. I'm going to uh, have
3: to buy my own chest freezer soon because I have somewhere I don't know, probably like 150 plus turtles in the freezer and just other stuff like that. Those are those I all got from a friend. So those are like some of them are originally Bill McCord's collection. So there's uh there's like Dalgania in there, which is the Malayan uh, uh, soft-shell turtle for those who don't who don't know. but There's all kinds of stuff like that in there I need to get to. So I'm probably not going to be able to clean that for years because I have to... I, I mean, going through college and everything, I don't know when I'm going to set up a beetle colony, which you have to get conditions just right for that to work. And especially when you're trying to get specific small bones and things or preserve whole skeletons of smaller animals, it's difficult. But... For something, I'm just trying to get the shell up or just getting the skull. I, uh, I have a station in my backyard with uh, several interesting things cooking in it right now. So, uh, Desiccation station. Yeah, well, it's full of – it's got flies, and you can smell it from like a 50-foot radius. <laughs> my but, uh, yeah, just prepping for college and – the summer and everything. I mean, there's opportunities I might have in the summer, but I don't know if it's set in stone yet, so I'm not really going to mention it. But.
0: We got a crazy amount of stuff going on between this group. This, uh, Jason's going to the TSC. Ken's got salamander work that he's about to publish. Jack's going to the Galapagos, Parker's working on it with spotted turtles out there. Wyatt's doing all this st- every everywhere herping, traveling, all this. I, this is crazy. Um I mean, I guess I, I, like, what's going on here? Uh, kind of the same deal. I'm just trying to. Jack and I are potentially going to go down to the. We're going to see what's going on there, but we might try to get some. I'm going to try to get some money, maybe a job over the summer, that kind of thing. Um, got to get a little cash before college. Um, but in terms of like stuff that's coming up, uh, kind of soon. Uh, that pond turtle research I did for like the past 2 years uh looking at interspecies like basking kind of dynamics between pond turtles and sliders in in southern california we're in the process this is a fun process for sure trying to get this submitted and and tightened up so we're just kind of iterating passing back and forth a draft me and the 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 person i worked with in the the natural history museum here uh hopefully going to submit this to we're going to submit it to a few journals and see where i guess one by one see where he gets accepted that kind of thing uh and then i'm also kind of working on you know just finishing up senior year here uh working on all those data a few data sets from the florida spring systems a lot of excel and r it's uh it's definitely different i haven't had too much time to herp just because i've been doing all that but beyond that just college uh at this point i'm thinking either uga or university of florida those are kind of the two just because it's where i want to be and i'm not in a rush i mean grad school i'd like to go up go on to grad school uh hopefully stanford is kind of my goal for grad school so we'll see that's kind of a lengthy goal for anybody but we'll see what i can do there but for undergrad that's a place i want to be at great programs but that's kind of what's going on here we got this is solid though um I don't know if we want to do some of that trivia. Maybe we want to pull some out or some last thoughts. I don't know what everyone's thinking. Let's make it fairly oh. quick because I don't have a lot of time here.
1: But I just wanted to um, – I, I meant to say this earlier, but I kind of got caught up in my words. I didn't want to take too much time to go into it. Just wanted to share that I had this really profound uh, moment while I was sitting at the bank with the uh, – while we were letting the cooters go after they're being processed i just really um i don't know it was just such a good experience for me and it made me and i and i really just i mean i already knew that i wanted to do this for the rest of my life but that's like when it really just hit me like that that you know working with turtles specifically is just what i want to do with the rest of my life forever
5: but um, right on
3: yeah that's that's a great moment I had, I had a similar moment when I released the alligator snapping turtle the first time they, they, I, they, for whatever reason they got to, they uh, gave into my uh, wishes and they let me release the big, the 82 pound male that we bought that time. So I got to, yeah, I know I was all over that turtle the whole time. So it's like, I just got to, I just remember watching him climb up the, the going upstream in about two feet of crystal clear water and just the old growth cypress trees. I'm just looking at the background I'm like, this is just awesome! Like, <laughs> it's,
1: yeah, it's like such a surreal moment. Like, you 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 kind of take a break from the autopilot that your life goes on, and you you just kind of realize that you're just there in that moment. That's kind of how you want to live for the rest of your life. Yeah,
0: that's a good way to end this discussion because we got some stuff to do. But what? So. If we got, I don't know, let's go for like 10 minutes if that's good, but let's just do this. We got to do this. This is, I got a message yesterday that that people are liking this trivia section, so we can't let up here. We got who, who we said had, that? Uh, Pearson McGovern, he's a UGA alum and he's now in at the African Colonial Institute. He, he got a lot of cool stuff that he's, uh, I, I want to get him on here at some point. It'd be fun to get him in. Um, the, the, person uh, Thomas Diagne who I probably butchered the, the the name there but he runs the African Colonial Institute. It would be funny it's get cool we'll get them on at some good good point. Chance, we'll get him yeah. on. He might actually be willing to come on here. That would be cool. For sure. Let's get to this trivia though. So, I don't know how we're going to do this though with 6 people. Maybe we do teams like teams of 3 here. Um I don't know how we're going to separate this. May- maybe we could do how do we want to do this? What, what makes the most sense? Three teams of two. All right, we could do teams of two, I guess. We could just go rapid fire. So, okay, I think that we know how to do this. We got two minutes to come up with questions. Let's do three questions each if we do teams of two. Um, oh, so we come up with the question? Yeah, so it has to be turtle-related uh but it can be really obscure kind of stuff because the goal here is not to win because we're not really keeping points it's just to bring up random points that never get brought up in discussion kind of um but how are we going to do this let's just someone else pick i feel like anyway we're going to do do, uh should we
3: be i'm assuming while everyone's going to come up each of these groups is going to come up with three questions so we should all communicate through text or something like Whoever your part, I guess it's gonna be fuck like it's gonna be partners. So whoever has a, whoever is with someone, you guys should communicate back and forth, like through text or something. Just send each other, just like can,
2: can we me private back. message on here? Can what? you do like a private chat? Can no, I mean I mean, I mean you do it on your
3: phone or something, an unrelated device. Well, yeah, but can you do it on here? That would make it a lot easier. I don't know. Have we tried that?
5: Or Does that works. It looks like there's a private, private chat, but I'm not sure if it like goes to everyone on here or, or... did everybody see even, that? Like, specific, uh, like... I oh, yeah, saw yeah. that. Okay, well, I guess everybody Alright.
0: I we gotta get these teams figured out. We should have done this earlier, but I guess it's part of the struggle. I'm just gonna throw this out here because we gotta figure it out somehow. I, I'm just I'm not really like trying to balance anything. I would just say this is gonna be everyone's gonna call. How about me and Parker, Jack, Wyatt, Ken and Jason, or do we want to switch that up? Let's That's funny. That.
1: Uh, yeah. yeah, I'm alright with that.
5: That's <laughs> let's, uh, let's, that go.
0: Well,
1: we all right. we Wyatt, I you know, and I'll, I'll just text.
0: Back. So um, well, we just got All right, we're we're good. We're good. Yeah. Okay, cool. I, I, I got <laughs> we're gonna win this. All Wait, right,
2: so Michael, so we're texting, right?
0: Yeah, one sec. I got to get our music going here. Uh, we're, the two minutes hasn't started yet, though. We got three questions. I'm about to – trust me, I'm not thinking of anything here. Uh, I got to get this music going. What are we doing? Chill. Let's do that. Let's see how that works. All right, there we go. All right, I'll start our two-minute timer here in three, two, and one. Okay. All right. <laughs> okay, so we'll, Parker, We everyone's going to do three questions, just come up with something related to turtles, and then we'll text them to each other, and then we'll read them off. Okay. I'm trying to think. We got to, oh, yeah. Uh. That's a good question. Who slept? Wyatt. Uh Uh-oh. I'll pull him back on.
2: He was on his phone, so he probably disconnected while trying to text
0: Chad. Parker, you want to count one more question here? I can try.
5: Do you have some questions for us, Ken? Uh, Yeah, I'm coming up with one okay do you you want to do two or uh
4: can you do two i'm kind of tired today yeah i guess (laughs) i guess it's a hard time thinking of something
0: all right we're good on time (laughs) okay all right, I'll, I'll
5: turn this music off here.
0: So, so everyone good here?
5: Yeah. Just about. Not Wyatt,
3: apparently. Well, I'm trying to communicate with him. Oh, he's in the... Hold up. Uh, I got one question, but I, I'm busy trying to get Wyatt back on here. Uh, let's see. I'm trying to think of a couple more questions.
0: All right, we'll give you another 30 seconds. We'll fill this dead air with some conversation yeah. um
3: yeah yeah get get that going
0: uh, I don't even know I'm trying to hear wait okay I got one it. for I'll throw an easy one in there here. he is oh, oh he's gonna throw is that, is that hello am I here
1: you were there
2: okay <laughs> so I, I had a
1: bit of a connection issue to pop up uh, it doesn't like me using Instagram and this at the same time so I like the question okay. and Ken <laughs>
2: before any questions are asked
1: how are we doing the answering is it just first
2: one to get it or are we gonna what do you think like just shout it out
5: yeah we could i mean just kind of like speed oh. around it i guess okay if that works I, yeah everyone. i guess
0: i we're not really keeping score or anything so it's <laughs> no just, <goes> uh, why.
5: <laughs> i wish we had like a button or like some sort of buzzer you know that would at least yeah. add a bit of structure to it.
2: Yeah. I, I the chat in any way. Like maybe first one
3: to type it in the chat. I don't
2: maybe
5: know. because then like you want to have people like screaming over Speaking each other. Over each
3: other yeah. So it's going to be like the two that are working together. How is everybody else going to do it though? Like, like, are we going to do, we, we ask two people at a time, but that's not fair because then if they get it right, or we could, we could alternate. You can ask. Oh, no, it doesn't make sense either. And I just go to the room and whoever gets it 1st do it like yeah. that.
2: Can you answer your own, own teammates' question? No. If you didn't ask it, like if it's their question, no? You have to do yeah. it with so others. You,
3: you shouldn't answer your own teammates' questions because okay. theoretically you came up with it with them. So you should, like, so. Yeah, that's good. You'd have more time to think about it. Is, right. uh, why are you trying to get know? back on?
0: sorry i got disabled there okay
2: i'm oh, having tribal he's on he's on, he's on. I got oh, it. Back. Hello. all
0: right he's there
2: oh. <laughs> <laughs> Why it's have so, yeah. all right yeah. all
0: right let's get it going so i get yeah we're we're not really keeping score we just got teams of three three questions whoever if you know the answer go ahead all right, so who's going to start us off? Who wants to go?
2: I'll start it off. Here he
0: goes. Carl. All right.
2: All right. What state was the largest Trachemese scripta caught in?
3: Florida.
4: Georgia. Uh,
5: oh, no. I was <laughs> about to
3: say that. Well,
4: let me say something yeah, quick about that. We just that.
3: said that this episode. Let me <laughs> say that. No, that is a good question because I, I think yeah. you might have thought some of the ones that like uh, that you're that um, from the uh, Savannah River ecology site or I think. Those ones are big, too. There's like 10 to 12-inch sliders in there. So they held the previous record until like 2015. But uh, uh,
2: Unless I'm mistaken, the largest uh, yellow-belly slider came from
3: uh, Sparrow
2: Pond on Kiowa Island.
3: I was told about that one, yep. but I, 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 I was told the therapist was 12. It was 12-point something, but it wasn't even – I've never seen anything any even close to that the, one for me. The,
2: the guy who caught it is downstairs, so I could run down ask him real quick.
3: You could if uh, I'll have to pull up the data from the one from Michigan. If it's if it's more than 13 and a half inches, you win, but right. I pretty much don't think it is. All right, uh, okay. he's got
5: the next we, question here. Let's keep the, the ball rolling. All right, yeah,
3: who, I guess. Do you want to everyone like when a group is up, they ask both their they ask all of their questions. Yeah, yeah,
5: okay. I
0: so. I guess I can get the next question. Ha- have fun with this. I'm not yeah, going to Yeah. Anytime time. Michael
3: says that we all just got to prepare ourselves for uh
0: Yeah. yeah. Okay.
5: What are
0: the 3 or three extinct families in Pan Calidae?
5: Oh, I don't know this.
0: No, uh, this there's one that I, I I think that someone could get here, but this is kind of a <laughs> If we had Scott on, he'd probably be able to answer this, but There's one that someone could get. (laughs) I'm sorry. (laughs) Oh, what? Michael, how dare you? Yeah, I I did.
3: I'm stumped. I'm not gonna. I'm stumped. I'm not going to... I don't have any clue. Yeah,
0: neither do I. Okay. So, the one that I thought I had a little hope for here was Bathremedide. But then, Iraxemedide and Arapemedide are two... These were... Eugene Gaffney published a large, like hundreds of paper, uh, pages on this. That's like the one mention they have.
3: <laughs> so, when was so, that published? Was that recent, or is this like
2: he, he's citing literature from 1960? Yeah, he no, dug no, something no. up. All, yeah, it, no. right,
3: like you're you're surfing on, like you're looking for information, you found that, and you're like, this, this, this is nobody's going <laughs> to write that down. Write that down. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yeah, no, no. This was something along. You know, is the reason that I know this is because it's mentioned in Pritchard's Raffidus book in the size records, and I looked it up from there because he mentions this. So it is mentioned somewhere else. Now I remember. Extinct
3: Kellid? Like uh, from Pan – is that what you're saying?
0: The Pan Kelliday. From so, that greater
3: group. All right.
0: He mentioned yeah, old Parker. Are you to
5: to the All right, right,
0: last, right. Last question. Parker, are you
5: going?
2: Uh, I can ask it. It's your question, though. I oh. didn't come up with another one since you, you asked
0: it. this one. This is only appropriate that you asked this. All right,
2: what are the holocrine holocrine glands on chicken turtles called?
0: Or exocrine glands? So I think they're pretty interchangeable terms. Exocrine glands on chicken turtles, or any mental other
4: glands? Are they? Yeah, there you glands? go. Yeah. Good
0: job, Ken. You
4: got it. Yeah, Ken. <laughs> nice, Parker. I I read that in your um grandpa's book. Me and Michael were driving to UJ, and he. Let me read his book and I'd read a section of mental glands. <laughs> oh,
2: cool.
5: <laughs> right on. So what group wants to go next? Uh, maybe like can I, got and I you. run through ours real quick or if you want to go, Jack, you could. All right. So let me pull up the list of them real quick.
3: We got
0: um, This is gonna get interesting, I think, Jack and Wyatt. They could I didn't write I, I didn't come up with super
3: difficult ones. I, I all right. The first one me uh, feel bad. which box turtle has the most the most restricted range, and I'm talking uh terapine, like north American box turtles
2: or no.
0: i I know the answer to this, but i'll so, uh, i don't know if I'm, Well, then answer it michael cohelin box turtle
3: yep, from uh they're endemic to a single spring system, so. In in uh, Coahuila, Mexico. So there, and there's probably only a few thousand of them left, and that's on the upper end of their population estimate. So, all right,
0: uh, that's a good question.
3: All right, so I got one that's really, I got one that's easy, and one that like you'll only know if you've read the certain paper. So, all right, go
2: go with the hard one.
3: So, I mean, uh, why do you want to read it, or do you want me to?
1: I can't get on Instagram and it'll kick me off. So that's all you did.
3: Okay. So, which survey site along the Suwannee River uh, had the highest CPUE for Macro Kelly Swaneensis by far? Like, which, what is the name of the site? Manatee
2: Spring. No,
3: no, don't answer
2: yet. <laughs> okay. Okay, never mind. <laughs> i thought that's what it was
0: somebody told me something, something. i know no. the section are you, you you're talking ty- i know that the I'm section talking
3: specific is... site which specific site has the highest yeah. CPUE?
0: okay i know what the sec i it okay it was the section four on the river but wait i got i'm trying to think of the name i i know oh, what it is absolutely. i know what it is ah oh. this is where jeremy hauls out sometimes um yeah, Jeremy knows
3: this stuff. Like when you yeah, when you talk yeah. to him, he knows the specifics because he he reads papers and he just pff, memorizes the whole thing.
0: No, but he was talking about this at oh, what the hell? Oh gosh, I know it. Oh, what?
3: Pretty much most data pertaining to macro Kelly's and and especially in the Swanee drainage is just it's just etched into my brain now. So
0: yes, it's a little island out there right upstream of. Like right downstream of where it goes underground. What the hell? No, I'm there?
3: talking about the the Swanee, not the Santa Fe. Like the actual Swanee. Right now
0: Oh, okay.
3: I'm not talking about Rum right, Island. Right. Okay. Plant, yeah. On the Santa Fe. It's about,
0: Section um, Four of where they were trapping. I, I don't. I don't know the name. I don't know if anyone else knows the name. All right.
3: All right. I guess I got everybody with that. It's a. Uh, it's a uh, Rock Bluff on which is at the pretty much the. The healthiest part of the suwannee river where they get they, that cpu is insanely high like there's all their large males come from that site like most of them they they get some that are almost 130 pounds and a significant amount of them that are over 110 all come from that one site and they'll get several in one night so it's a very very healthy site along the river but
0: that was a good question
3: all right, all right, the, right the last, last one's last pretty one... easy anyone i think we all could get this because uh, how many turtles were caught at the survey this weekend, and how many species were represented?
2: 1,220 Over twelve hundred. Yeah, and five species.
3: Yeah, I guess that works. I was gonna say, I was gonna, yeah, that
5: works. <laughs> all right, all right, uh, all right. So, Ken, I I could like do mine real quick, and then he's got a bit of a. Uh, I don't know, a good one for the last uh, last question here, but uh, to get going here, uh, what's the genus and species name for the Indian spotted turtle? Uh, uh some...
3: oh, wait, 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 hold up. Were you asking me? As you anyone, know? anyone, oh, just, anyone uh, who's not can. Geoclemys hamiltoni.
5: Yeah, yeah, correct. Uh, the next one. Uh, what's the genus and species name for the hickatee?
3: Someone else want to take that? I got it, but I don't, I don't.
5: I got it too. Anyone
0: else?
3: I do not know turtle Latin outside All right,
2: the
5: US. Uh, I guess I'll. They're mad at me. You say the genus? Yeah, there you go. Yep, All right. yep, there you go. And then, uh, Ken, do you want to want to uh, give your last question to, Uh-oh, to wrap this, this is up? Be interesting. And you got <laughs> to prepare to be like stumped. Sure. <laughs>
0: Us.
4: <laughs> I expect everybody to know this one. The uh, uh-huh. the Laurentide ice sheets receded about how many years ago and set the cascade for the genetic diversification of chrysemis.
3: <laughs> okay, is it like Pleistocene end, or is it a more specific time? Yeah, yeah. I might not know that one. I
4: think I, yeah. I, I think yeah. yeah. End pretty of much. the Pleistocene. Pleistocene. Twenty fourteen thousand years ago. <laughs> oh yeah, I
0: was gonna say ten thousand. Yeah. So I, I was gonna all... say twenty thousand.
4: We had, I wouldn't we, have got that had...
5: specifically. Now
0: the mean would have been around there. Yeah,
4: yeah, that's close enough. <laughs> right,
5: that like wraps us up here. Um, all right, that's all good. Good. All sound. right, well, that was fun, line, boys.
4: Though. Um,
0: we're gonna. This was kind of spontaneous too, which was fun because we had someone lined up, but we're gonna have them down the line. we've Got a lot of we're booked for like the next two months so that's gonna be fun yeah I know. we got to get uh at some point probably farther down the line it would be
3: easier to get uh uh maybe sometime in the summer there's like a two-week window when dr johnson has a second to breathe so that would probably be like a time we, we might go to get him on here but or even Let's meg and jeremy would be awesome like Let's uh, they it. could talk all about the, the project and really get into details
0: I'm talking to him about it right now. So we're working on it. But we got some fun people coming up. Everyone from Scott Thompson's hopefully going to be on here in, in a while. Uh, and we got some Toad-Edded Turtle people coming on and more Macra Kelly's, a lot of things. Um, but yeah, thank, thanks for joining in. Hopefully, we can. Wyatt and Parker are like like uh, Colonia Cast family members. So they can, they'll can they hopefully be on for other things. They're, well.
3: they're welcome at any time. Just yeah.
0: I would love to come back. This is oh, a lot of fun. glad having you on goals. here. All right. Yeah, well,
2: thanks for letting us
0: come on. Yeah, thank you yeah. so much. We're at, uh, yeah, 45 days. We're now, I think we're at about 150 listening hours. So thank you, everyone, that's listening in. And, and please let us know if you've got any feedback. Uh, we really appreciate that because we're starting out. We want to produce the best quality stuff for you. So, all right. See you guys. Good to see everyone. See, ya. see you guys. Oh, I got to figure out how to end this. Wait, I got (laughs) it. There we go.